0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: I hope that you're surviving the weather wherever you are. Where I am, it's been varying from just a little bit above normal to beastly hot. So be careful and keep an eye on your neighbors. Good morning, I'm Paul Sodic. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Wednesday, August 2nd, 2023, Wednesday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year A, cycle one. Wednesday is a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the rosary. And today is the optional memorial of St. Eusebius of Vercelli. Born about 300 on the Isle of Sardinia, became a member of the Roman clergy, and is the first recorded bishop of Vercelli in Piedmont in northwest Italy. He was sent by Pope Liberius to persuade the emperor to call a council to settle troubles between Catholics and Arians. When it was called at Milan, Eusebius went reluctantly, sensing that the Arian bloc would have its way, although the Catholics were more numerous. He refused to go along with the condemnation of Saint Athanasius. The emperor sent him into exile in Palestine. There the Aryans dragged him through the streets and shut him up in a little room, releasing him only after his four-day hunger strike. His exile continued in Asia Minor and Egypt until the new emperor permitted him to be welcomed back to his see in Vercelli. Eusebius died peacefully in his own diocese at what was then considered an advanced age in the year 371. St. Eusebius of Vercelli, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. My God, I give you this day. I offer you now all of the good that I shall do, and I promise to accept for love of you all of the difficulty that I shall meet. Help me to conduct myself during this day in a manner pleasing to you. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that World Youth Day in Lisbon will help young people to live and witness the gospel in their own lives. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus.
2: My Lord and to my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins. And the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful, my immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's first reading recounts the exalted figure of Moses, who we are told today comes down from Mount Sinai with this radiant face. He had been in conversation with the Lord and had the Lord had transmitted to him the law, and that conversation, that luminous imprint on the very face of Moses. I read about this and it seems that the Hebrew word used to describe this radiance on moses's face, that word is very similar to the Hebrew word for horns. So it's a similar word, so when the Bible is translated into Latin, it seems that they use that expression that he descended with luminous. Horns on his head, maybe that's why the Israelites were afraid when he came down we had those horns on well it's a it's a visual image that people remembered for the rest of their life. that image of Moses coming down with that luminous face and indeed that story was recounted from one generation to the next. these shafts of light coming from his forehead, and indeed that has been represented in art through the centuries this Image of Moses with kind of horns on his head, which meant to reflect that luminosity coming from him. For example, you probably know the famous sculpture by Michelangelo in Rome. He was commissioned in 1505 by Pope Julius II because Julius wanted to a tomb for himself. And so he commissioned Michelangelo to build this large tomb in this church called San Pietro in Vincoli, not far from the Colosseum. Now, Pope Julius II was known for his love for the arts. He was the one who established the Vatican Museums. He established the the, the Swiss Guards. He commissioned the Sistine Chapel, Sistine Ceiling. But, you know, building this tomb for Michelangelo took him many years. But, you know, at the center of this tomb is this colossal statue of Moses with this you know, very large, long beard, and, and below his arm is the is the is the law, and like he was coming down from out, from from Mount Sinai, and, and and indeed above this beautiful face that Michelangelo sculpted, we see these two horns jutting out of his forehead. And anybody seeing this at the time understood that well. This is the iconography. This is the convention of the horns, and it was meant to reflect this. Resplendent face of uh, Moses, because after all, you you can't walk away from an experience like that with God, and think you'll just be normal afterwards. You know, after your conversation in the presence of God Almighty, you know that that just can't go unnoticed. And even us now speaking with God alone, if we stand or sit or pray or kneel in front of the tabernacle or even in, in front of a crucifix, eh, it it must transform us uh, somehow. Maybe we won't have. A radiant face like Moses we won't have those horns, but maybe that radiance can stay with us at least inside our soul that sense of God's real presence in our in our soul because the Lord also gives us light and he helps us to see his provident hand in our life in the events of our life we we suddenly pick up on on his divine providence and on the purpose of some of the events in our life, and sometimes, especially when it comes to like difficult moments, eh? because when we speak with God, when we dialogue with God in prayer, when we habitually nourish ourselves with that faith-filled conversation, when we exercise that faith, well, our heart does not stay obscure, does not say, stay dark or, or brooding. And because this conversation with God nourishes our faith. And as a result, well, we don't get discouraged in front of problems. Because there's this luminosity within that God gives us. It's this grace. And we may not walk down the mountain like Moses uh, with horns uh, coming out of our head, our forehead. But somehow, those horns or those rays, they can stay within us. And this can be seen even in a certain degree outside of us when people see our good humor, our serene face. Mm. But really, it's this inner transformation of our soul. These rays of light after we speak with God, just like Moses spoke with God and received the law. Mm. That conversation kind of illuminates our mind, our capacity to reframe both normal and like, out of the ordinary events in our life we can tell the lord that now lord on my own i just tend to see things kind of muddled and dark like the dark clouds around me but with your grace with that conversation with you with your presence within me you guide me and you help me to see your providence acting now in my work in my family in my challenges it's kind of like when you, you know, when you look at the sun and let your face be bathed in sun. Maybe you wear sunglasses, but it is said that when you do that and look up at the sun like that, you're actually getting a lot of vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And it is said that we need to build our bone strength with this vitamin D. It helps us to sleep well, and and other very important things for for the body. Like I'm told that a person with low vitamin D can get easily sad or or he'll have trouble sleeping, he'll feel like fatigue, losing appetite and things. That's why I'm, I'm told that people in the northern climates, sometimes where there's not that much sun or the day is very short, they, they have to use these artificial lights and they stand in front of them wearing these glasses and they try to take in this this light because there's vitamin D there. And Lord, we need the vitamin D of your grace. It's that light that you help that you give us to, to help illuminate our life and see your hand in everything we do. Everything changes when we see things through your light, Lord. You know, you probably know that that author, Nathaniel Hawthorne, an American author in the 19th century, well, he used a beautiful image of stained glass windows in the church or in the cathedral. Because if you see stained glass, from the outside of the church, you see kind of like these leaded lines, these vague shapes, uh, dark, kind of dark, know, you see a church from the outside. You, know, you don't see much more, but when you enter the temple, then you see the stained glass, and then the streams of light illuminate the whole temple with this beautiful color and the beautiful images on the stained glass. And, and that's what happens to a soul in grace eh, that speaks with God daily. To let himself be flooded by the beauty of God's plan. The beauty of God's grace. And this is kind of what happened with Moses. Mm -hmm. That he really could understand God's plan for the people of Israel. Because he spoke like that with God. And and he was able to transmit the law of God and be faithful to it. This is what we ask you Lord now. To give us that strength so that every day we have that appointment with you. And you can indeed illuminate our mind and our heart because that is how we will not only strengthen our faith, but come to identify more clearly what your will is for us. Lord, I want to know your will. That really uh, is the most important thing because that, when we do God's will, that's when we live a supernatural life with those horns inside our head, that light inside our head. St. Hilzeria said it in that beautiful passage of the way. He said, He said, Most people have a plane like vision stuck to the earth of two dimensions. When you live a supernatural life, God will give you the third dimension height, and with it perspective, weight, and volume. Indeed, God's grace can actually give us that third dimension. We can see how important things really are or how unimportant some things are that we give too much importance to. With that light in our mind, in our heart, in our soul, we will see kind of like the eternal perspective just of a simple act of service, a simple act of patience. eh? And we understand the moral weight, eh? the value of our efforts. No, also the value of our time of prayer. And therefore, no trial, no suffering is ever useless or ever wasted. And that will be the moment when we will really grow those horns like Moses did, but they will be on the inside. They will be these luminous horns of God's grace. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.
1: You'll find a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at relevantradio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Today's day of prayer, the liturgical day, begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's daybreak on Rolephant Radio and the Rolephant Radio app on Wednesday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We join the whole church in prayer now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips,
3: and and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your your praise. praise. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord.
4: Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him, singing for joy. Come, let us worship
3: our mighty King and Lord. Know that he, the Lord, is God. He made us, we belong to him. We are his people, the sheep of his flock. Come, Come
4: let, let us worship, us worship our, our mighty King and, King and Lord. Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. Come, let us worship our mighty
3: King and Lord. Indeed, how good is the Lord. Eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age.
4: Come,
3: let us worship our
4: mighty King and Lord. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship our mighty King and Lord.
5: The Lord is just. He will defend the poor. The The Lord Lord is is just.
6: He will defend defend the the poor.
7: Lord, why do you stand afar off and hide yourself in times of distress? The poor man is devoured by the pride of the wicked. He is caught in the schemes that others have made. For the wicked man boasts of his heart's desires. The covetous blasphemes and spurns the Lord. In his pride, the wicked says, He will not punish. There is no God. Such are his thoughts. His path is ever untroubled. Your judgment is far from his mind. His enemies he regards with contempt, he thinks. Never shall I falter. Misfortune shall never be my lot. His mouth is full of cursing, guile, oppression, mischief, and deceit under his tongue. He lies in wait among the reeds. The innocent he murders in secret. His eyes are on watch for the helpless man. He lurks in hiding like a lion in his lair. He lurks in hiding to seize the poor, He seizes the poor man and drags him away. He crouches, preparing to spring, and the helpless fall beneath his strength. He thinks in his heart. God forgets. He hides his face. He does not see.
5: Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it, as it was, was in the, in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and it will, will be forever. forever amen The Lord is just he, he will defend, defend the poor Lord you know the burden of my sorrow Lord you know the burden of my sorrow Arise then Lord lift up your hand O God, do not forget the poor. Why should the wicked spurn the Lord and think in his heart, He will not punish? But you have seen the trouble and sorrow. You note it. You take it in hand. The helpless trusts himself to you, for you are the helper of the orphan. Break the power of the wicked and the sinner. Punish his wickedness till nothing remains. The Lord is king forever and ever. The heathen shall perish from the land he rules. Lord, you hear the prayer of the poor. You strengthen their hearts. You turn your ear to protect the rights of the orphan and oppressed so that mortal man may strike terror no more. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
8: As it it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
9: Let us pray. Rise up, Lord, in defense of your people. Do not hide your face from our troubles. Father of orphans, wealth of the poor, we rejoice in making you known. May we find comfort and security in times of pain and anxiety. Lord, you You know know the burden burden of my sorrow.
5: The words of the Lord are true, like silver from the furnace.
8: The The words words of the Lord Lord are true,
7: true, like like silver from from the the furnace. furnace. Help, O Lord, for good men have vanished. Truth has gone from the sons of men falsehood they speak to one another, with lying lips and with a false heart. May the Lord destroy all lying lips, the tongue that speaks high-sounding words, those who say, Our tongue is our strength. Our lips are our own, who is our master. For the poor who are oppressed and the needy who groan, I myself will arise, says the Lord. I will grant them the salvation for which they thirst. The words of the Lord are words without alloy, silver from the furnace, seven times refined. It is you, O Lord, who will take us in your care and protect us forever from this generation. See how the wicked prowl on every side, while the worthless are prized highly by the sons of men. Glory be to the Father, and to
5: the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, as it was,
3: was in the beginning, beginning
5: is, is now, now and,
6: and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen.
9: Let us pray. Your light is true light, Lord, and your truth shines like the day. Direct us to the salvation through your life-giving words. May we be saved by always embracing your word. The The words of the Lord Lord are true, like like silver
6: from 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 the furnace.
8: The Lord teaches the humble his way.
9: He guides the gentle-hearted along the right path.
7: A reading from the second letter of the Apostle Paul. To the Corinthians. There is really no need for me to write to you about this collection for the members of the church. I already know your willingness and boast about you to the Macedonians with respect to it, saying that Achaia has been ready since last year. Your zeal has stirred up most of them. I nonetheless send the brothers so that our claims for you in this regard may not be shown empty. I do so so that you may be ready, as I have been saying you are, lest any Macedonians come to me and find you unready. Then I should be put to shame, to say nothing of you, for having had this trust. I have thought it necessary to exhort the brothers to go to you and arrange in advance for the bountiful gift you have already promised. It should be ready as a gracious gift, not as an exaction. Let me say this much. He who sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. Everyone must give according to what he has inwardly decided, not sadly, not grudgingly, for God loves a cheerful giver. God can multiply his favors among you so that you may always have enough of everything and even a surplus for good works, as it is written. He scattered abroad and gave to the poor. His justice endures forever. He who supplies seed for the sower and bread for the eater will provide in abundance. He will multiply the seed you sow and increase your generous yield. In every way, your liberality is enriched. Through us, it results in thanks offered to God. The administering of this public benefit not only supplies the needs of the members of the Church, but also overflows in much gratitude to God. Because of your praiseworthy service, they are glorifying God for your obedient faith in the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with all. They pray for you longingly because of the surpassing grace God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. The word of the Lord. Give
5: to others and you will receive good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will be poured into your lap. For For whatever whatever measure you give give to to others others, will be the the measure you receive. Each person should give according to what he has inwardly decided, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For whatever whatever measure you give give to others will be be the the measure measure you you receive.
0: A reading from A Sermon on Charity by St. Basil the Great, Bishop Man should be like the earth and bear fruit. He should not let inanimate matter appear to surpass him. The earth bears crops for your benefit, not for its own. But when you give to the poor, you are bearing fruit which you will gather in for yourself since the reward for good deeds goes to those who perform them. Give to a hungry man, and what you give becomes yours, and indeed it returns to you with interest. As the sower profits from wheat that falls onto the ground, so will you profit greatly in the world to come, from bread that you place before a hungry man. Your husbandry must be the sowing of heavenly seed, sow integrity for yourselves, says Scripture. You are going to leave your money behind you here, whether you wish to or not. On the other hand, you will take with you to the Lord the honor that you have won through good works. In the presence of the universal judge, all the people will surround you, acclaim you as a public benefactor, and tell of your generosity and kindness. Do you not see how people throw away their wealth on theatrical performances, boxing contests, mimes and fights between men and wild beasts, which are sickening to see, and for all the sake of fleeting honor and popular applause? If you are miserly with your money, how can you expect any similar honor? Your reward for the right use of the things of this world will be everlasting glory, a crown of righteousness, and the kingdom of heaven. God will welcome you. The angels will praise you. All men who have existed since the world began will call you blessed. Do you care nothing for these things and spurn the hopes that lie in the future for the sake of your present enjoyment? Come, distribute your wealth freely. Give generously to those who are in need earn for yourself the psalmist's praise. He gave freely to the poor. His righteousness will endure forever. How grateful you should be to your own benefactor. How you should beam with joy at the honor of having other people come to your door instead of being obliged to go to theirs. But you are now ill-humored and unapproachable. You avoid meeting people in case you might be forced to loosen your purse strings even a little. You can say only one thing. I have nothing to give you. I am only a poor man. A poor man you certainly are, and destitute of all real riches. You are poor in love, generosity, faith in God, and hope of eternal happiness. Share your bread with the hungry, and take the poor and homeless into your own house.
5: Then Then your your light light will break forth like the dawn,
0: and your your holiness will will go before you. When you see a man who is naked, clothe him, and do not scorn your brother. Then Then your your light light will break forth like the dawn, and your your holiness will will go go before you. God,
9: our Father and Protector, without you nothing is holy, nothing has value. Guide us to everlasting life by helping us to use wisely the blessings you have given to the world. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: Another poetic interpretation of what the kingdom of heaven is like. Coming up in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app for wednesday august 2nd 2023 wednesday of the 17th week in ordinary time i'm paul sadek and in today's gospel another one of those sayings that we hear frequently but might not remember that it's from the scriptures the pearl of great price it's from the 13th chapter of the gospel of matthew the kingdom of heaven is
2: like treasure
1: this selection from truth and life the dramatized audio bible courtesy of falcon picture group daily and sunday mass readings are on the relevant radio app it's true god wants it all today's reading from in conversation with god by father francisco fernandez Carvajal is from volume 4 ordinary time The kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. St. Gregory the Great has written that nothing has the slightest value compared to that one pearl. The soul gives up everything for the sake of that treasure, forsaking all that it had and found beautiful in the world. The splendor of that finest of pearls has captured the soul's complete attention. Whoever is called, no matter what his or her personal circumstances, ought to give the Lord all he asks for. Since circumstances vary, giving everything often does not mean that everyone gives in the same way. For example, a married person cannot abandon what belongs to his family. Love for the spouse, dedication to the welfare and the education of the children. On the contrary, giving everything for this person entails the same life in an entirely new manner, which means doing a better job of fulfilling one's ordinary duties. In the real world of the husband and wife who belatedly discover the vocational meaning of matrimony, their discovery always appears as part of their Christian vocation. Their response is an important aspect of their total obedience in faith. To follow our Lord more closely, we cannot be content to remain in our own little world. There should be no doubt in our minds that clarity has to be brought to souls. It is necessary that we enter into our environment so as to transform it from within. We should increase the number of our friendships, giving light to many souls. The greatest event of our life is our receiving the calling from the Lord, just as it was for those he called on the shores of the lake. Yet to follow Christ wholeheartedly is never easy. The person who enjoys a more or less steady job, who thinks that the pattern of his life is set, should recognize the danger lurking in this false tranquility, which may even be considered one's rightful due. Christ asks us to break with routine, to cast aside the mediocre, to go beyond a life of compromise. With the divine vocation, Christ challenges us to undergo a profound change in our daily conduct. God asks for everything, including whatever we may have been reserving for ourselves. He gives us light to see our failings, which we may have up till now looked upon as beyond reforming, but which turn out to be the price for securing the pearl of great value. It is Christ himself who seeks us out, saying, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And when Christ calls, he gives at the same time the graces we will need to follow him from the beginning of the way and throughout the rest of our life. Saint Joseph, our Father and Lord, found the treasure of his life and the pearl of great value in his mission of watching over Jesus and Mary here on earth. Today, we ask him to help us to live up to whatever God wants of us and that we do so with generosity and joy. We rest in the knowledge that nothing is so worthwhile as the fulfillment of one's proper vocation. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers and you can usually find it at your local Catholic bookstore. Time to pray. We join the whole church and all the angels and saints as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org in morning prayer.
9: God, come to my assistance.
6: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: The man whose deeds are blameless and whose heart is pure will climb the mountain of the Lord. The man whose deeds are blameless and And whose whose heart heart is pure will climb the mountain
5: of the the Lord.
6: Lord.
5: The Lord's is the earth and its fullness, the world and all its peoples. It is He who set it on the seas, on the waters He made it firm.
8: Who shall climb the mountain of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? The man with clean hands and pure heart, who desires not worthless things, who has not sworn so as to deceive his neighbor.
5: He shall receive blessings from the Lord and reward from the God who saves him. Such are the men who seek him, seek the face of the God of Jacob.
8: O gates!
5: He, the Lord of armies, He is the King of glory.
8: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever.
5: forever. Amen. King of glory, Lord of power and might, cleanse our hearts from all sin. Preserve the innocence of our hands and keep our minds from vanity so that we may deserve your blessing in your holy place.
7: The man man whose whose deeds deeds are blameless and 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 whose
9: heart heart is pure
3: will climb
7: the mountain mountain of of the Lord.
8: Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Praise the Eternal King in all your deeds. Blessed be God who lives forever because his kingdom lasts for all ages.
7: For he scourges and then has mercy. He casts down to the depths of the nether world and he brings up from the great abyss. No one can escape his hand.
8: Praise him, you Israelites, before the Gentiles. For though he has scattered you among them, He has shown you his greatness even there.
7: Exalt him before every living being because he is the Lord our God, our Father and God forever.
8: He scourged you for your iniquities, but will again have mercy on you all. He will gather you from all the Gentiles among whom you have been scattered.
7: When you turn back to him with all your heart to do what is right before him, then he will turn back to you and no longer hide his face from you.
8: So now consider what he has done for you and praise him with full voice. Bless the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of all the ages.
7: In the land of my exile, I praise him. And show his power and majesty to a sinful nation. Turn back, you sinners, do the right, do the right before him. Perhaps he may look with favor upon you and show you mercy.
8: As for me, I exalt my God, and my spirit rejoices in the King of heaven. Let all men speak of his majesty and sing his praises in Jerusalem.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning,
8: beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
3: Praise Praise the Eternal King in in all your your deeds.
8: The loyal heart must praise the Lord.
7: The loyal heart must praise the Lord.
8: Bring out your joy to the Lord. O you just, for praise is fitting for loyal hearts. Give thanks to the Lord upon the harp. With a ten-string lute, sing him songs. O sing him a song that is new. Play loudly, play with all your skill. For the word of the Lord is faithful and all his works to be trusted. The Lord loves justice and right and fills the earth with his love. By his word, the heavens were made. By the breath of his mouth, all the stars. He collects the waves of the ocean. He stores up the depths of the sea. Let all the earth fear the Lord. All who live in the world, revere him. He spoke and it came to be. He commanded, it sprang into being. He frustrates the designs of the nations. He defeats the plans of the peoples. His own designs shall stand forever. The plans of his heart from age to age. They are happy Who God is the Lord. The people he has chosen as his own. From the heavens the Lord looks forth. He sees all the children of men. From the place where he dwells, he gazes on all the dwellers of the earth. He who shapes the hearts of them all and considers all their deeds. A king is not saved by his army, nor a warrior preserved by his strength. A vain hope for safety is the horse. Despite its power, it cannot save. The Lord looks on those who revere him, on those who hope in his love, to rescue their souls from death to keep them alive in famine. Our soul is waiting for the Lord. The Lord is our help and our shield. In Him do our hearts find joy. We trust in His holy name. May Your love be upon us, O Lord, as we place all our hope in You. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit.
7: As it it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and 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 will will be forever. forever. Amen.
9: Let us pray. Nourish your people, Lord, for we hunger for your word. Rescue us from the death of sin, and fill us with your mercy, that we may share your presence and the joys of all the saints.
7: The loyal heart heart must must praise the the Lord.
5: A reading from the letter of Paul to the Romans. You know the time in which we are living. It is now the hour for you to wake from sleep, for our salvation is closer than when we first accepted the faith. The night is far spent. The day draws near. Let us cast off deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in daylight, Not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual excess and lust, not in quarreling and jealousy. Rather, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. My God stands by me. All my trust is in Him.
3: My My God stands by me. me. All my trust is in Him.
5: I find my refuge in Him, and I am truly free. All my my trust trust is in Him. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. My God stands by me. All my
6: trust is in Him.
5: God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as He promised through the words of His holy prophets. as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. God has raised up for us a mighty Savior, as he promised through the words of his holy prophets.
9: Beloved brothers and sisters, we share a heavenly calling under Christ, our High Priest. Let us praise him with shouts of joy.
6: Lord, our Our God and our our Savior, Savior,
9: Almighty King, through baptism you conferred on us, our royal priesthood.
5: Inspire us to offer you a continual sacrifice of praise.
9: Lord, our
6: God, and and our Savior. Savior.
9: Help us to keep your commandments.
5: That through the power of the Holy Spirit we may live in you and you in us. Lord, our God,
9: and and our Savior. Savior. Give us your eternal wisdom.
5: To be with us today and to guide us.
9: Lord, our our God and our our Savior. Savior. May our companions today be free of sorrow.
5: And filled with joy. Lord, our Our God and our Savior.
9: Now let us pray as Christ the Lord has taught us.
5: Our
6: Father,
9: who art in heaven,
6: hallowed be thy name.
5: Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, come, thy will be done. on on earth as it is is in heaven. Give us this day our daily daily bread,
7: and and forgive us our our trespasses, trespasses, as as we forgive those who trespass against
5: us. And and lead us not not into temptation,
9: but deliver us from evil. God, our Father, hear our morning prayer, and let the radiance of your love scatter the gloom of our hearts. The light of heaven's love has restored us to life. Free us from the desires that belong to darkness. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
6: Amen. Amen.
1: So the lesson for today seems to be that the kingdom of heaven is worth everything. And that's exactly what God wants of us. Morning Air is coming up with John and Glenn in just a few minutes, Patrick Madrid a bit later on, and right after him, it's Patrick Conley with The Inner Life. I'm Paul Sadiq, I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.